Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. The USA must stop supplying arms to Israel to kill innocent Palestinians. And the Palestinians must rein in the extremists in a form of Hamas if they are looking for anything called peace in that region. And any political settlement will never be sustained as long as you have hotheads in both ends. We believe that the intervention of the international community in a form of the United Nations will go a long way to find a lasting solution to this ever-going trouble between these two countries. Uh, good morning to you, Bongiwa. Well, it would not be a show without Ndogozo's voice note. Thank you so much, Ndogozo, and good morning to you. And, uh, of course, uh, this is one of our big talking points this morning. And uh, Carl saying, why does the South African government support the Russian bombings in Ukraine with neutrality, but not Israel bombings in Gaza? And Sipo saying, Bongi, I hope those who are calling Mandela a sellout for negotiating a peaceful transition can see their misguided bravery of suggesting war are taking a lesson with this uh, Palestine-Israel uh, the rest remain to be victims. Only those who plan attacks survive. Thank you so much for those comments and do keep them coming this morning as we are looking at this all important story, which has been making headlines again, um, you know, since last weekend. But now there's a fresh, um, you know, renewal, especially when you look at what has been happening um, overnight as well. And the anticipated full ground offensive into Gaza by the Israeli army is dominating global news this morning. This follows yesterday's announcement by the Israeli military that it is planning an attack by land, air and sea. Now this is more than a million Palestinians in the northern half of the Gaza Strip faced yesterday's Israeli deadline to relocate to the south. Now Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned that his country's heaviest bombardment ever of Gaza in recent days was just the beginning of, and I quote, the next stage of what could lead to a ground invasion. Now Hamas on the other hand has threatened to kill one hostage for each time an Israeli airstrike killed civilians without warning. Reports say Israelis' military recovered a number of bodies of missing Israelis in a ground raid on Gaza on Friday. Now, more than 1,300 people were killed last weekend when Hamas fighters crossed the border to attack civilians and soldiers. Now, over 2,200 people have so far been killed in Israel's aftermath bombing campaign of the Gaza Strip. Now, to discuss the Israel-Hamas war and explore whether the current military action can resolve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, as well as the feasibility of a political settlement, we will speak now to South African Zionist Federation and the South African Jews for a free Palestine. First, let's go to the central Israeli town of Modi, where I'm joined on the line by Rolene Marx, the national spokesperson for the South African Zionist Federation. Rolene, thank you so much for your time. Firstly, describe what you can see around you. Well, first of all, I'm in Modi and I'm in central Israel. We have had uh, air raid sirens coming in over the last couple of days as Hamas still send massive barrages of rockets into Israel. So we can't forget that this is still happening. Uh, and I'm glad you have referred to it as the Israel-Hamas war because our war is not 
with the Palestinian people. And the army, and it's well documented, it has been uh, uh, broadcast on stations around the world. The army is concerned with civilians. We know that Hamas use their civilian population as human shields, and we're trying to get them to evacuate to the safer southern Gaza. We've also appealed to, to Egypt to open their borders. Egypt still is not opening their borders uh, to let in people from Gaza. We have to remember that Gaza shares a border with Egypt as well. Uh, so this is the situation. Israel's aim right now is to remove Hamas's military capabilities, root, stem and, and head. I think that if there is to be any kind of viable future for Israelis and Palestinians, we need to remove the internationally recognized terror organization Hamas. Uh, you know, it, it's not just the Israeli people who suffer the effects of having a terror organization that, as we have seen coming in from the, the footage from the uh, accounts from last week, is worse than ISIS. As uh, other countries went out to to demolish ISIS, this is our turn to demolish Hamas, so that the region finally uh, can move towards a, a peaceful settlement with the Palestinians. And Rolene, um, you know, just a short while ago, we're speaking to 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 a, a campaign um, which is aligned with the Palestinians, saying that for them. What they are watching is a heartbreaking situation, civilians, of course, being impacted. But what they argue is that this has been over seven seven decades long um, when it comes to, you know, the making of what we are seeing unfold before their eyes. And they say that this is also in part Israel's fault because there is also that issue of the two-state solution that is still outstanding and getting to this particular point has been some of the young people who've been frustrated but by what they've been seeing unfold before their eyes from the Palestinian side and saying that certainly you know Israel cannot absolve itself from what has happened right now because this is in retaliation. I wonder how does your organization respond? First of all, there's absolutely no moral equivalence and justification for the the massacre that happened last week. The burning, the raping, the beheading, the desecrating of ordinary civilians and the kidnapping of hostages. And we call for the absolute and immediate release of hostages. We also can't forget that Israel withdrew from Gaza in 2005, including our dead. Now, the reason why Israel wants to go in and remove Hamas for once and for all, because if there is to be any kind of, of future, you, we have to get rid of a terrorist organization. You can't negotiate with, with terrorists. Hamas is an organization that in their charter calls for the uh, complete destruction of the state of Israel. Th- that is not how we approach a, a two-state solution. We recognize, and Israelis are very, very frustrated because we know when Hamas Uh, uh, engage in terror activities or fire rockets, they know that it's going to result in a Israeli response. And in this case, a massive Israeli response, as is our sovereign right. So in order to move forward, we have to remove them because you cannot negotiate two states for two people which is both of our national aspirations and both our rights when one side does not recognize the existence of the other and not only that wants to destroy us 
completely, as they have said again and again and again. So, you know, Israel is not perfect. And of course, we have made uh, mistakes and we don't want to see civilians um, killed. You know, up until this point, we had been um, bringing in tens of thousands of Palestinians from the Gaza Strip to work in the field, treating them in hospitals, being employed in, in various businesses. Uh, and now look at the situation. And Hamas bears responsibility for all of that, because now not only do we have a humanitarian crisis uh, that, is, that is brewing in the Gaza Strip, something that we don't want, and we really encourage uh, global powers to work on that humanitarian corridor, and Egypt and other Arab countries to take in people from Gaza for their own safety, for their own safety. Hamas, and this has also been broadcast around the world, is preventing these people from moving, saying, die in your homes. This is not how you respect and you treat your civilians. And Palestinians deserve better, and we deserve better, and we deserve some kind of peace to last a very, very long time. I do understand that we've got uh, some callers. Musi Zanyana from Mahikeng. Good morning to you and go ahead. Uh, good morning, my dear sister. Morning, morning. You can go ahead. This is morning for me to be born at Justin Lagoazwan. doesn't make me an owner of that particular space. Is it so? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, here, the issue here, like you asked a question that would that be a political settlement? Temporarily, temporarily they can sort out things, but this battle is not even for 70 years, it's for centuries. It started way back thousands and thousands of years ago in Genesis chapter 21. It's, it's not us, it's Hamas and Israel, it's Jews and Islam religion. It's a religious battle which will only end on the second coming of Christ at Armageddon. And those guys who were killed there in Israel, they violated their Jehovah's law of the Sabbath. Instead of them having been worshipping on the Sabbath, they were jiving and doing funny things there. The punishment they, they deserve. That job is reminding them that they were supposed to be doing nothing on the Sabbath. All right. Thank you so much, Moses Anyana. I do appreciate uh, your, your thoughts there. Let's move on to Eunice in Johannesburg. Eunice, good morning. Yeah, hi there. I think your guest has been disingenuous. Number one is that that video or so-called video that came out of the beheading of the children that has been proven to be false. It was made by a right-wing settler who's in the idea of David Benzion. And I'd like your guest to answer to that because all news agencies went to that place, interviewed the people, and no such issue occurred, number one. Number two is that she talks of uh, those people now, Arab countries, must take in the Palestinians. Why can't they stay in the land of their birth? And that's exactly the point. They want to expel them to Arab countries, like what they are living in refugee camps in Beirut and elsewhere, Syria, example, uh, etc., and not live in the land of their birth. The question you need to ask, Rowling, is one. Does she have a claim to that land more than an indigenous Palestinian, Muslim, or Christian? Because this issue is only being made Muslim and Christian. You saw two weeks ago where right-wing settlers in Jerusalem were spitting on churches and a pastor in outside the church. What has she got to say about that? And the U.S. 
continuously backed Israel. There have been over more than 50 UN resolutions against Israel. Not one has been implemented. So Israel is the occupying force there. That is the issue. I'd like you to answer all those questions. Thank you. Thanks, Eunice. Uh, Rowling, I'm not sure if you were able to hear um, Eunice and what uh, our other caller, Musa Zanyana from Mahigang, said. First of all, I'm not even going to dignify the accusations that the beheadings weren't real because world leaders have seen it for themselves. They say it's worse than us. So I'm not going to dignify that. I'm also not going to dignify comments that people were desecrating the Sabbath because these were families that were sleeping in their bed or eating breakfast. I think the caller was trying to refer to the uh, young people at a peace rave. Um People, people can't party for peace. Here in Israel, we're a democratic country. We respect everybody's right to worship as uh, they are. This is not an issue about settlements because uh, what happened last week took place in what is called Israel proper. It is not disputed territory. And this was an invasion of sovereign land by a terrorist organization. I also don't want to hear... Uh, occupation, occupation in thousands of years, because we can go back to 1947, to the partition plan, and we can talk about who accepted what and what territories were gained and which territories belonged uh, to everybody. And I think Eunice might find that he won't get the answers that uh, he thinks that he will get. And with regards to the USA supporting Israel, it's not just the United States supporting Israel at the moment. It is the entire free world, including African countries. 84 countries have expressed their absolute horror, outrage, and disgust. I am not going to dignify accusations by callers that uh, pictures or video is is false. The little dignity, the little dignity that our babies, our burnt and decapitated and mutilated babies had, we had to share with the world because of those accusations. I'm also not interested in um, having um, conversations where it's just accusation, accusation, accusation. I would prefer to talk about how we move forward. Uh, With regards to the United uh, Nations, the United Nations have expressed their outrage and their disgust. The the, um, Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called for the immediate release of hostages being held captive by Hamas. Mm. These are not just Israelis, these are foreign nationals as well, including South Africans. South Africans should be outraged and calling for the immediate release of their hostages. It includes uh, hostages from Africa, from all over the world. This is what we need to be focusing on, not recriminations uh, and accusations. We need to be focusing, first of all, how we get rid of Hamas so that Palestinian people and Israeli people can uh, live in dignity. I'd love to hear the callers suggest positive ways forward. And we need to um, work towards the immediate release of these hostages. There are elderly, there are babies, there are are children without their mothers, there are families ripped apart. Let's focus on that. And I suppose also, Rowling, you know, listening to this UN Secretary General, because what he was saying um, in his first address in the week, talking about how both sides um, cannot, while he understands that they've got, you know, issues that are valid, legitimate, but the escalation certainly from his side is not warranted. But there's something that he also raised a huge concern on is the humanitarian crisis.
crisis when it comes to the closing of, you know, the passages, for example, for food, for fuel and all of that. And he was saying that that alone can create a humanitarian crisis. Well, I think that's a fair question, and uh, we have to remember Hamas invited this war. We did not want this war. As we saw last week, we had young people enjoying a peace festival. We had people going uh, about their businesses, and Hamas destroyed that all. We have been speaking to the United Nations to work with Israel and uh, countries like Egypt, France, the United States to create a humanitarian corridor so that we can get in that aid. We also want Egypt to open up their their borders and help as well. But we also have to look at what Hamas is doing to their own people, preventing them from leaving, saying, die in your houses. There has been video footage by Hamas, by Hamas trying to uh, accuse Israel of of bombing the roots when actually these are IEDs that have been put on the side of the road. That is not how you treat your civilian population. All right. Israel is trying, as we as we have always tried, dropping leaflets, communicating with the Palestinians, please move out of Gaza City, please go south for your safety. And we have been and we will continue to work with countries and international uh, institutions like the like the United Nations to ensure that humanitarian corridor. Rolene, thank you so much for, for, for talking to us this morning. We certainly do appreciate it. That was uh, Rolene Marks, National Spokesperson of the South African Zionist Federation. And let's take this discussion further now and speak to Alan Kolsky-Howitz, uh, who's the spokesperson for the organization South African Jews for a Free Palestine. Thank you so much, Alan, for your time this morning. I wonder, firstly, just before we even get into anything, you've been listening to um, the conversations, the callers and all of that. What are your impressions? Uh, my impressions are that uh, you know, when the people have been dispossessed, when 600,000 people were ethnically cleansed in 1948, when, again, over 100,000 were pushed out of the occupied territory, we call the occupied territories today, the West Bank, Gaza, East Jerusalem, when, when these things happen, when a genocide of sorts, because there are two types of genocide, there's a physical extermination of the people, and then there's the uprooting and the suppression of national life of the people, one must expect resistance. And uh, the leaders like Jabotinsky and Ben-Gurion acknowledged that the Palestinians would not accept being basically supplanted in their own country. They understood there would be a reaction. I'm talking about the 1920s, the 1930s. This is before the Nazi Holocaust of the Jewish people and others. So we, we knew from the start of the Zionist colonization of Palestine that there would be a response because no people will willingly hand over its territory and its national identity to uh, another force. And that is the, if you like, the original sin of Zionism. Uh, Jewish thinkers like Martin Buber, Achad Am, and later on even Albert Einstein refused to accept the fact that nationalism, that the established Jewish state in Palestine was a, quote, solution to European anti-Semitism. They understood that 
the consequences of such a state, which was basically established with the help of European colonial powers. I mean, after all, Britain supplanting the, the dying Ottoman Turkish Empire then decided in its wisdom to grant the Jewish people Palestine. How, how could an imperial power have the audacity to hand over a territory uh, belonging to a particular group to another group? based on its own geopolitical power relations. So if we, if we never contextualize what Hamas is doing, then sure, yes, it's a barbaric act to attack non-combatants. But when we look at the Zionist record of attacking non-combatants, in this case Palestinian civilians, we see far, I mean, a long record of massacres. The area seems just being one of them. So really, without going to the, the basics of this conflict, we can never understand a way forward. Now, terrorist organizations, well, ANC not labeled a terrorist organization by the Afrikaner nationalist government. Of course it was. Why? Because the Afrikaner nationalists had seized power, dispossessed millions of black people, and there was resistance. Now, I'm afraid, you know, Rolene, as most Apologists ignores the history, and uh, that is why today we see a surge of such anger. Well, we saw uh, a remarkable military response, which one might say went wrong in that if the Hamas instructions were not to attack civilians, but that happened. Well, that is not just regrettable, it is horrific. But without understanding why that attack took place in the first place, then we will never find a way forward. Now, it's, it's common knowledge that Oslo was destroyed by the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin, the Israeli prime minister who signed that agreement with Yasser Arafat. The, the Israeli right wing demonized Rabin to the extent that they dressed him up on posters as a Nazi. That's how extreme the opposition to any type of accommodation with the Palestinians uh, you know, has been in Israel. We know the current Israeli government is made up literally of fascists. Ben Greer and others, they have basically said we must complete the job of 48 and 67. We must take the whole West Bank. East Jerusalem has already been annexed. Mm. So... I mean, we've got 600,000 Jewish settlers of the West Bank, the annexation of Jerusalem, the complete isolation of Gaza, as is well known. It's an open-air prison. So on what basis is Israel moving toward peace? Israel has not moved an iota except to take more territory, more territory of the, of the, the shrunken uh, Palestinian territories that remain under Palestinian uh, settlement. So... so Yes. Oh, pardon me, pardon me, Alan. Um, you know, as the South African Jews for free, free Palestine, then, what do you think is needed to be able to resolve this particular conflict? Is dialogue still feasible, as some have been calling for, a peaceful um, solution? Others are saying a military, uh, you know, action is the only thing that can be able to resolve this. What do you think, as an organization, can solve this? No, no, no military solution. Any more than there was a military solution in South Africa. 
When you have a settler colonial state like Israel, or as we have had in South Africa, uh, there has to be a struggle to remove that state. Now, I know Israel. I've lived in Israel. I grew up in it with a Zionist background. I'm a product of Hertzberg High School in Cape Town. And I understand that Israel became completely riddled with a racist conception of Palestinian people. That there was no notion here that these are people whom we've caused a grievous injury to by taking their land. And the only way forward now is to acknowledge this and create a secular democratic society from the river to the sea. Because the Israeli settlements on the West Bank have made it impossible for a viable Palestinian state to emerge. And of course, you know, the annexation of, of East Jerusalem. Unfortunately, one doesn't see any sign from Israeli society that there can be that step forward, the dismantling of the apartheid state. So it's only going to be massive international pressure. Now, we as SAJFP, we support the BDS movement. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people, if not more, all over the world have supported that movement to show the Israeli state that what it is doing is unacceptable. In the same way, we had a sanctions movement against apartheid South Africa. Now, if Israeli Zionist movement have so uh, decried the BDS movement, and this is a peaceful movement, right? To say there must be change on the basis of peaceful pressure, they have called, I mean, I've been called a Jewish anti spite I've been called a Nazi sympathizer. Why? Because I support a peaceful movement for change, for the restructuring of a state <coughs> state. Now, what, what, what opening is there for peace? It's a peaceful movement is decried as anti-Semitic. Right. And this is the great plot. Zionism is not Judaism. It's not Jewish identity. It was a particular response by a grouping that were a minority grouping for decades prior to the Nazi Holocaust, uh, where the Zionist arrogated to itself the right to say that it represents the future for Jews. There's no place more dangerous for Jewish people than Israel right. in South Africa. Yes, thank you. Uh, pardon me, pardon me, Alan, for coming in there. We've run out of time, but I do uh, hope that we get to speak uh, just a little longer next time because uh, this is a story that's likely to be going on for you know quite a number of, uh, of years again. Um, and even as some have been saying that it does look like things are intensifying on the ground and what does that mean then for um, you know this particular conflict as we now uh, seeing some of those civilians move? So we'll continue to monitor this particular story. That was Alan Kolsky Howitz, who's the spokesperson for the organisation South African Jews for a Free Palestine. Thank you so much for uh, talking to us and also engaging with us this morning on our talking point, looking at what is happening there in that Hamas-Israel conflict. But that's how we wrap up Weekend View. Thank you so much for keeping us company. Zulega Kodashe is standing by from me and the team. God bless.